and we're back. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Trust Me or Wrong by Robert Kersey. Today, today, see, I don't know what to label these type of episodes because it's not a, um, it's not a player profile. It's not um, a red book. It's not the other series. Uh, have I posted that one before? I, before I say it out, hold on. Let's see. Because if I've said it, if I've posted it, I'll say it. Oh yeah, I already posted one of those. It's not one of those. So today's episode, it's not a player profile. It is not a red book. It is not a because I hit record. Um, today is just like a, a. I don't know. If I ever want to go back and look at some like a like a moment in the NBA history, I'll do that. And today's moment or game that I'm going back to look at is Wilt Chamberlain's 100 point game. So, I understand that the issue with Wilt, and not just Wilt, but with older players like him, um, a lot of the generations, even our, even, you know, even your dads and your moms didn't even get to see Wilt Chamberlain play. Some of them didn't. So, I just wanted to give uh, just a inside look on what that game actually looked like um and records that were broken and then at the end i'm gonna give my thoughts on the game so right now i have a list of records that he broke at the time and by the looks of it looks like it's still the record Um, but i could be wrong but a lot of these records still hold uh, are still intact to this day. So, the first one is most field goals in a game. Most field goals made in a game. That one is 36. He took 30. He made 36 of 63 shots. The second record he broke. Most field goals attempted with 63. He has a most free throws made with 28. Most field goals in a half with 22. Most, of course, this is the record everyone knows. Most points in a game, which was 100, exactly. Most field goals attempted in a half of 37. Most field goals in a quarter, which is 21. So, uh, and last one, most points in a half, which is 59. So, these are legit 2k numbers these are numbers that you get with your my player because it's your player and you're not gonna pass that ball up and neither did he um besides the 100 points in a game if i'm looking at this list right now what stands out to me um I'll give out, okay, so of course the 59 and a half is wild. I'll probably say the like most field goals in a quarter, that's 21. So imagine 
someone making 21 shots in a quarter now with the three-point line like try to put that in try to put that in perspective um what else do i have here uh most field goals attempted is uh, 63 Uh, i believe michael jordan shot like 40 to 50 times one game i think it was in the finals or something like that that's a lot um what else surprises me oh this one most free throws made 28 Wilt wasn't even a good uh, free throw shooter Uh, a lot of his I don't know if it was early on or later in his career but I know he uh, adopted the underhand shot and that's usually for a lot of big men that uh, that can't shoot and so they're usually at their wits end so therefore they're like hey I'll try anything and then it's usually like you know the, a worker that's on the staff that's like hey how about you shoot like Rick Barry which granted it does look ugly but it goes in um, I personally wouldn't recommend it I feel like I could me personally if I was in the NBA I would be able to figure it out I wouldn't be a bad free throw shooter to begin with but you know to each his own Uh, There was something else that I thought was very interesting and which once you see this stat, it will make sense for everything else. He played all 48 minutes of that game. Walt Chamberlain did not come out. Only time he had a chance to sit down was during a timeout or halftime. So when you put someone on the court For 48 minutes, which is the entire game, you open your... Honestly, you just open yourself up for records to be broken like this. Like, there's no way... If Imagine if someone played... Like a superstar played all 48 minutes in a regular game. He would be able to break multiple records in that game, just how Wilt did. Now, I also want to give you things that I found throughout the game not just him because with records you can when 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 players break milestones break records reach achievements in a game um, usually the the amount of scoring and shot making is contagious um, so here's my example Donovan Mitchell's 71 point game came in overtime he literally got his 71st point off of a missed free throw by himself and he got it and put it back up but in that game DeMar DeRozan had 44 points I guarantee you no one talks about that at all so he has a teammate and I already know a lot of y'all won't know the names so I'll only give out the names of of two people that I saw um, his teammate Guy Rogers had 11 points 7 rebounds and 20 assists I'll read that again Guy Rogers 
I don't know who he is. He probably on Saturdays and Sundays around that time was an accountant for Bank of America. Like, that's how old this guy is. 11 points, 7 rebounds, and 20 assists. Some other things I saw um, from from this game. I saw on the opposing team, they were playing the New York Knicks, and I believe it was in Madison Square Garden. If I, I could be wrong, but I, I know it was against the Knicks for sure. There were three players on the Knicks that scored at least 30 points. The last time I can remember where there were three players to score at least 30 points was, um, I don't know if it was 11 or 12, 2011, 2012, but the Miami Heat did it. And I can't think of any other time but that just shows that when I when I was finding that out, I can't even lie to you. I had to put a little more respect on older players because no way, no matter how you put it, thirty points is thirty points. Like it doesn't matter what era if you're scoring. If you can score thirty points in an NBA game, um, for whatever decade or whatever it might be you were a scorer you could play that sport you can play ball now does your game translate to to now probably not we don't know more likely we'll get cooked um there was another thing that i saw his uh there was i don't think he was on his team it was uh the other team it was on the new york knicks his name is willie Knowles. he sounds like an old jazz uh musician He had more free throws made than field goals made. He had nine field goals made, and he made 13 free throws. So, this is the point I want to make with that specifically. When they talk about Joel Embiid and and James Harden foul hunting and foul baiting and trying to get to the line and getting cheap points. It's been happening since the test of time. It's it's been happening since way back when so this they aren't they just they just do it better. They might do it more prolific. They might be more creative in which the way they do it. Um but this isn't anything new. You can't tell me someone that only made nine field goals and made 13 free throws wasn't foul uh, hunting to an extent. Maybe not on the level, I can't lie, maybe not on the level of Joel and B, because there was there was one time, I think it was the Boston game that I just watched. That one, man, there was one play. It, he literally looked like he just threw his body into the defender and just fell down. This was something else that was kind of interesting. Between three players, there were two on the opposing team and Will Chamberlain. There were 64 free throw shots. 
64 free throw shot. That is ridiculous. Um, I, I kind of put that on the fault of the referees because back then they only had two referees. Uh, if you pay attention nowadays in the NBA, there's at least three. It's probably one in the back looking at the monitors. And then they have Secaucus, um, Connecticut. I believe that's in Connecticut. Secaucus, where that's the NBA headquarters for the replays. Uh, and back then, they didn't have replays. Uh, so if there was a call that was made, a call was made. Uh, even nowadays, they don't get to review everything. Uh, but there's still like instant replays and and multiple monitors up and stuff that they did not have uh, back then. Now, this is what I want to talk about. My thoughts on a 100-point game. There's been um, a lot of speculation throughout the years of if it was real or not. Let's play devil's advocate and say that it is not real. I don't know what would happen to the NBA if they found out that, well, if, if we found out that that will 100 point game was not real. I don't know if it would discredit anything that the NBA did, but fans would be like, why lie? So I find that interesting. Um, once again, that's probably like the oldest record that the NBA has. Um, so that's kind of tough to just say that they're lying about it. I don't think they're lying. I think it happened and it's it just happened in a state to where there wasn't like back. Yeah, yeah, I remember in the 80s, the NBA finals was on tape delay. Tape delay basically means. What you got going on is not important. Therefore, we'll show it on the weekend. They might have the NBA Finals like during the week, and then they'll record it. Results will come out. Teams will be celebrating, have already celebrated for probably a week or up until that weekend. And then like Saturdays, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that, it'll be on tape delay, and you'll get to watch it then. But they've already won. They've already celebrated something like that. So I think this is just a classic case of no one was around to have proof. There wasn't a way of proof like video evidence. Like there wasn't people in the stands with camera phones and stuff like that. Back then, you just saw it and you just had to live to tell the story. I think that's why Wilt is considered like to me, you can easily like if you just go pure off of like stats and records, you can easily say Wilt Chamberlain is the greatest player of all time. But the reason why no one ranks him uh, either like real basketball heads will legit put him in a conversation, like rank him somewhere in their top 10 or whatnot. But then there's like people like me. Don't get me wrong. I'm a real basketball head, but don't I, I, I kind of just don't rank Wilt because he's kind of like. You just, it's hard to rank someone where they just Wilt Chamberlain just feels like a myth to me like an overall myth like I know he was real I know he was alive he was at the 50 uh, 50 year anniversary of the NBA when they ranked the top 50 players he was there 
um, he just seems like a myth to me. So I, I, I know he was real. I, my dad actually got to meet him. So my, uh, a lot of y'all don't know. My uncle is Bobby Kersey, who coaches uh, Sidney McLaughlin right now in track. Coach Alex and Felix a little. There was some other ones, Flojo, something like. I think I think he coached Flojo, and he also coached Monty Jackie Joyner Kersey, right? Famous track star. Um, and my dad got to meet Will Chamberlain, and I asked him like, how big was he? Like, did he look like huge and stuff like? Like, and he confirmed it. Like, this man was a giant. Uh, I've seen like footage of Wilt like running and he just like had the speed and athleticism to put in perspective. Wilt was probably like JaVale McGee on steroids mixed in with crack, something like that. Right. Just like a souped up, super athletic, long, linky seven one guy. Right. Once again, I think I want to say I believe that that happened. I don't have necessary proof. They said, yeah, the picture and whatnot, but I just don't see how the NBA would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, just, we're going to write a hundred on here, take a picture and it's going to blow up. I don't really see that happening, but you know what I do see happening? Y'all jumping in the comments jumping in them dms text me i don't care i love getting into arguments with people about basketball because i can't wait to tell them trust me you are wrong peace